Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So let's go. We we haven't been here in... It's, it's, we're back! We're back. We did, <laughs> after our three-hour, 40-minute extravaganza, the full Fortune the Baron set review... So it's been a couple weeks since we had a poll question. Why don't you round off last or last time's poll question? Sure. Yes, it is good to be back. We asked you two weeks ago, how would you rate the power level of Forge of the Barons? Because we we had just seen all the cards. We were really excited about the new expansion that was coming. Uh, it didn't show necessarily in the poll results. We got eight votes. Thank you to the eight of you that voted. Uh, hopefully we'll get more results this week. Uh, nobody thought this was a 10 or a 10 plus in the power level uh, uh, gauge. Seven to nine, 75% of you said that, that it fit there. That was the most popular answer. And then 25% of you said it's a four to six range. So nobody thought it was on the very low end, one to three. Nobody thought it was at the peak of hearthstone power most of us thought it was in that seven to nine range and uh i don't know initial impressions kind of kind of feeling that way i think yeah sounds about right okay so let's move on to the news so forging the barons has had a rough launch but has already had three server patches um so Initially, we had matchmaking issues on day of launch. Uh, was not allowed uh, players to queue games in standard, wild, duels, and casual after launch, but was patched late in the day. It was something to do with I, it was like gold cards. It's, yeah, it's, the golden core cards. Yeah, the golden yeah. core cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed to be inconsistent, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it was all of the gold core cards, but there was definitely some of them that was causing the issue. So some people were being able to queue. Other people weren't being able to queue. And it was just a giant mess. Yep. So initial server patch also fixed discovering core cards from Ringling's Rifle and Ring Toss. Yeah, that was weird when you'd like discover and expect to see a combination of expansion cards and core cards and you just wouldn't see the core cards <laughs> yeah, yeah. for those cards. You'd get yeah. like two choices. Yeah. It's like, well, Ooh. hmm, which one do I pick instead of getting an extra choice? I guess I get these two. And it was always the same two. Yeah. Yep. So, second server patch fixed a bug in the Everybody Get In Here Tavern Ball and the Mysterious Tome Treasure in Duels. And then we had a third patch, 20.0.1, fixed a bunch of bugs, including giving Olgra Mankirk's Wife's spell a mana cost and remove Penflinger and Cannibalism passive treasures from duels. Um... One other thing I, I've noticed is that has finally been patched is the, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but when you get hit with Oh My Yog, the animation, like, doesn't stop for, like, whatever you're doing oh, over yeah. your hero portrait. So that seems to be a, a fix, too. And that's not, like, a gameplay really? effect. It, yeah. Did, 
did that because I played some games over lunch and had that happen. Oh, so, I I had it not happen to me later in the day today. Okay, okay, yeah. so maybe maybe yeah. they did uh, address that, but yeah, I I we'll we'll get to it. But I've seen a lot of secret mage the last couple days, and uh, yeah, definitely got some uh, nice little animations over my face and noises that just kind of remained there for the rest of the game. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? It's like literally you just like all right, well mute. Like, you just have to turn off sounds in Hearthstone unless you want that holy sound going for the rest of the game or the shadowy sound from, like, a rogue spell. Right. Yeah, there there was... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if anybody saw it because I was playing some Demon Hunter, and we'll talk more about that later, but uh, one of the spells it puts, like, it was putting, like, a green circle, like, kind of around the hero. Oh, the sigil. Yeah. Yeah, and the motion of it, like, because it happened pretty early in the game... I actually, I was streaming during the time. I had to hold my phone up and cover that on my screen because it was actually making me sick. Like, it was giving me motion sickness because it was going. I was like, oh, this is not good. This game should not be giving me motion sickness. No, no, it shouldn't. It was pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say there was a bunch of known issues with the patch, and they had, uh, after the matchmaking uh, patch they posted a big thread listing all of the the known issues and i think they're they're going through as quickly as they can to try and address these with server side patches and uh definitely like the patch that uh happened yesterday 20.0.1 uh monday uh, or you know as we're list as we're talking about this uh fixed like you know, 15 or so of those, it was but there, a, there yeah. was, there was a pretty extensive list, but I mean, they talked about it being like one of the, the biggest patch they've ever done. And I think given all the scale, the scope of the changes and stuff, it's not surprising there was issues. I think I was a little surprised at just how much of a, uh, how, how, how rough this, exp- how rough this launch actually was but well they've th- been doing a good job bouncing back from it yeah i mean what they did was they took the spaghetti and they mixed it up and they couldn't figure out <laughs> which was the good strand of noodles to, do to fix it yeah i mean it's just it, it's it's pretty much they've recalibrated the base game by setting up a core set which like doesn't sound like that big of a deal yeah yeah Yeah. there's going to be there's going to be issues because if you know anything about coding i don't know a lot i don't code professionally i do some scripting here and there um you know there could be some things tied to things that you don't know until after it's broken and that's generally generally why things go through change controls but obviously it's a little bit harder when you go have to go from such a small, I would assume they have a smaller test environment to millions of players, you know, in production. So, yeah, we're, as a player base, we're going to find 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 things pretty quickly yeah. once they once they release it into into the wild. But I think they're working really hard, and it's it's impressive yeah. to see what they're doing. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you for that. Um, so with Paladin and Mage and Rogue domina- dominating the early meta, Alec Dawson shares balance changes are coming. Six changes are coming next week targeting Mage, Paladin, Rogue, and Neutral cards. 
And this is Alex's tweet. Balance changes go out early next week with 20.0.2. We'll be targeting some cards in Mage, in Paladin, Rogue, and Neutral. Hoping to create more space for experimentation in early, early Baron's meta and have a more diverse field of classes. Six changes in total. Details coming soon. Which I expect to be when we're done recording it, this episode. <laughs> I expect those yeah. notes to go live. Yes. Definitely between the time we've recorded this and the time it actually gets into your ears so you can listen, we will know what those changes are. We will not know what those changes were exactly. as, we, as we record this, but you will know what those are as you're listening to this. You can always come talk about them in our Discord. Because we'll we'll, we'll link them when they go live in our Discord. So, all right, Grandmasters start this week, and card pack drops have returned. Um, so four year of the Phoenix packs, two Forge and the Barons packs are available via drops during Grandmaster season. Card breakdown, card pack breakdown, week one, two year of the Phoenix packs, week two through seven, two year of the Phoenix packs, and playoffs, two Forge and the Barons pack. Like Twitch, you must link your Battle.net account to your YouTube account to get the packs. Instructions are available with the article, which we will link. Um, just so it's just so it's clear, you can earn two packs by watching during week one, the f- opening week of Grandmasters, and then you can earn two more packs anytime between weeks two and week seven. So you can't get like two every week. It's just two over the course of those weeks for four and then during the playoffs you can actually earn two more packs but those are going to be from the current expansion forge to the barons how were they so i didn't i didn't do any research on this i just saw someone mention that grandmaster starts tomorrow are they doing like the the swiss tournament like they did last time and do the top eight on friday saturday sunday or do we know? I I am sorry. I think there I think there's an article that talks about it, but okay. I honestly have not looked through it. And yeah, I know Out of Cards has a has I think a feature story talking about what to expect in Grandmasters. I'm just excited. One, so. I'm just excited to have it's April. Grandmasters is starting back up. I'm just excited about that. Like, man, Fridays have been great for me. Like, I got Winter Soldier Falcon. I've been watching Invincible, now Grandmasters. Like, it's just new stuff on Friday. Like, I'm, I'm digging it, so. <laughs> okay, so we have Ixar's, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Rok- How do you spell it? Rakara? Rakara. Rakara. The Warrior Book of Mercenaries single-player content is now available. This is not the new Mercenaries card game mode announced at BlizzCon Online. Awards a Warrior Classic Pack for completing the eight encounters. And Blizzard also released a Meet the Mercenaries blog post. So uh, go there and you can get a little bit more information on the Mercenaries. So then then we have Ixar's most recent uh, question and answer number 12 on Twitter. He covers Forcing the Barons, the Corset, Spell Schools, and an AI ladder, among other topics. He hinted that they would be meeting to discuss potential game balance changes with Alec, with Alec confirmed, will be happening. Says Mage and Paladin are a bit higher power level than expected. About the core set, um, 
we decided on going um I'm sorry, I just lost my place. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mage. Oh, I so yeah, this is a direct tweet response. He said we decided on doing the corset sometime early last year and we'll design the next corset sometime within the next couple months. We wanted to start slow, but eventually the corset will be a little crazier. I could see us doing a year of Highlander-focused stuff, weapon in all the classes, bringing back Death Knights, maybe even wilder stuff like full dual-class corset. Time will tell. Yeah. Oh, that's those would be some nutty corsets. <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about what some of that would look like. Goodness sakes. Yeah. As long I mean, as some of that does sound crazy, but like I'm glad that they're talking about all that stuff and actually thinking yes. this far ahead, like you know, and not just yeah. oh hey, Everything... like you know, we need to do that in three months. Yeah, everything's on the table. Like no, there. Yeah. Let, let's experiment. What what would it look like if we brought Death Knights back? What would we What would we want to include with the core set if we did that? Or what if we did? All Highlanders, you know, looked at, at really focusing on on supporting Highlander for a corset. What would that look like? And it just that that does seem great that they're looking at all those sorts of options. Yeah, definitely. It's just when you when you go into des- design space with everything on the table, I feel like you're. I mean, you're obviously not restricted so you can make the decisions you want to mis- you you want to make. You don't go in being like, well, we can't do this. And it leaves open, you know, it closes off design space. So I don't, I'm not a game designer, so I'm just hypothetically talking about this. So Warrior and Hunter having a lack of spell schools can make it cooler when they do get some cards in schools. Uh, Dean has wanted to do an AI ladder, but hasn't been able to get the traction. Hearthstone AI is good enough to pilot a large number, uh, large enough numbers uh, decks that they can make a ladder for it. Uh, Dean remains passionate about this, even though he's been mostly alone in thinking about it. So that's interesting. I that was I thought that was really interesting too. Yeah. I mean, we we sometimes knock the AI uh, when you're playing like the single player content, but I mean. It, it's not actually that bad and the no. like specific cards or specific things that they that they you know that it just doesn't necessarily understand or utilize as best it could and and like if you curated what the ladder looked like and set it up so that it worked with the decks that you were putting on that ladder i think it actually would work pretty well and like they, he talked about the fact that if you don't want to play head to head against somebody there's not really a great spot for you right now mm-hmm. in, in the Hearthstone client because yes, there is single player content that comes out from time to time, but a lot of it doesn't necessarily lend itself to a lot of replayability. And uh, maybe this is something that that could offer more replayability to it. Yeah, and it's it just feels like there's it's just something different, and they've pretty much been striving to like give us new features so we'll see that but i think that's a cool i think that would be a cool feature to add and just gives us more ways to play the game and as i've been saying even if it doesn't interest me i'm super glad that they're adding new ways to play the game so 
All right, so then we... Oh, go ahead, Mage. Uh, I was just going to say, I've got an answer to your question about Grandmasters. So all 16 okay. players in each region will compete against each other off-broadcast in a dual tournament group play on Thursday. On Friday, the four decider matches will be played to determine who joins the top eight per region, and all those are going to be streamed on YouTube. The top eight then compete in a single elimination tournament on Saturday with the top four advancing to Sunday. And then the gameplay format shifts from uh, every every two weeks. So you had two weeks of Conquest, two weeks of Specialist, two weeks of last, last year of Standing, and then back to Conquest. Gotcha. Gotcha. So week one sets the tone as opposed to the first three weeks like it was the last two seasons. Yes. And so you okay. don't, so you won't get anything until Friday, Friday on yeah. stream, but yeah, starting Friday, that's when you can start to watch and then earn packs. And it's, it's the same thing. Like uh, this last weekend, watch for two hours, you get a pack, watch for an additional two hours. You'll get that second pack. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I did want to mention something uh, with that too, that you made me think about it. I think with this last weekend, they did slightly change. I don't know if it's going to be different with the YouTube, but just something to think about with the Twitch, at least. They made it now so that you had to click claim on that first pack before you could start earning your second one. So, again, I'm not sure if the YouTube thing is going to be the same, but that could be something to watch for just in case uh, so that you don't like sit there hoping, you know, hey, where's my second pack? Where's my second pack? Uh, you know, and, and you're just, you know, sitting there with it open. So that is something that they did a little differently with this last Twitch drop. So yeah, yeah. They're discouraging lurking, I think, is probably the biggest thing is, is they want you to like show that you're actually kind of there at least a little bit. I, I'm not sure I love it, but yeah, I, we, we have no indication of how this is going to work on YouTube. Yeah, so just kind of keep an eye out. I, I don't really care. I mean, so hopefully they make it easy. So, all right. And then finally, we have the Medivh bundle and for the Horde card back available now on the shop. So the Medivh bundle is uh, 10 US dollars or 1500 gold. And for the Horde, card back was originally available as part of the Cobalt and Catacombs pre-order and is available for $3 or 500 gold. So, if you want to... The Medivh Bundle is the portrait plus the card back, just like Correct. when it was on sale way back when. Way back when, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dragon Rider, you want to give us a qualifier update this week? Yes, so the last episode that we had, we talked about that, and I believe at that point I had said I had gotten a top 16. Uh, well, then the weekend before the expansion came out, I got a top 32, so I felt like I was getting pretty consistent. Uh, but then this last weekend, which was after the new expansion came out, um, I wasn't able to play in like all of them. I only got to play in a few of them, but... They also didn't go very well. And it got me thinking that I really feel like me, my results were starting to show when I was very familiar with the decks and the matchups. Uh, and I also saw Orange actually tweeting some advice very similar to that uh, on, on Twitter as well, talking about, you know, just bringing decks that you're more comfortable with is usually better than just playing like the 
you know, whatever shows that has the highest win rates. And I definitely felt that for myself. So that is going to be my focus going into the next qualifiers that I'm going to be playing in. Uh, but unfortunately, this coming weekend is the last qualifying weekend for Masters Tour Orgrimmar. And I'm actually not going to be able to play in any of those tournaments. But it's because it's some exciting stuff. Um I'm actually taking the rest of this week off uh, to spend some time with my husband because it's his birthday and our 10-year wedding anniversary. So we'll be celebrating and spending some time relaxing and, and hanging out together. So I won't really have an update, but I, f I feel like that's also going to be a good thing for me. Let the, the meta kind of settle a little bit. Let those balance changes go through. Have some like relaxed time to really kind of get away from the game and then come back and, and hit it really hard for the start of the next qualifier period. So I am uh, really excited for that, as well as a couple other things that I have coming up, which I will shout out at the end when we're talking about where you can find us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, enjoy your time off. Um, congratulations on, on the wedding anniversary and happy Thanks. birthday to your husband. So <laughs> and and. For streaming 37 yeah. days in a row. That <laughs> was, wow. Yeah. I, I was thinking last week, I, I, I had some computer problems, but I still ended up streaming four of the five days and then including the podcast recording on Sunday night. By the end of the week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is rough. And, and to know that you did that. 37 days in a row yeah. and like, you know, and they weren't short streams either. Mine are these like wimpy two hour streams and you're doing these all day affairs every day for, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, 40 days. It's like, wow, you have my respect, a lot of respect yes. for being able to do that as consistently and for as long as you did, because that is you, you deserve this time off, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yes, yes, you do. Thank and you. yes, ma major props to you, because, yeah, it's it's not an easy task. So uh, especially doing it seven days a week for that long, like that's what, like five weeks straight. That's five weeks straight, you know, plus a day mm -hmm. or plus two days, excuse me. So, damn. That's not even Saturday, Sunday off. That's, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Take a nap. I'm tired. Take, but take a nap. You know, I, yeah. I, I wanted to feel like yeah. I deserve the days off, and I definitely do. So. You do. I'm you do. Okay. All right. So let's move on to our main topic. And, well, Forge and the Barons came out. So let's talk about. Let's see. Whoa, what? What? <laughs> Next is out, baby. Next is out. Yes. Sludge Belcher, KT. Yes, we're doing it. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna summon Thaddeus, and we're gonna have a good time. Uh, um. So let's. I I figured we didn't write it down, but I figured how did everyone's packs op openings go, and where did what did you end up crafting, if you remember, or how many packs did you open, those kinds of things. I mean, I will go first if you guys want me to. Yeah, so. I, I feel like after Mage shaking his head, I I don't want to go first. Okay. All right. So I opened. I had the eighty plus five bundle 
And then I bought 120 packs just to make it an easy, even 200 non-golden packs. And then, um, uh, you know, the five golden packs. So I opened 205 packs. And I ended up pulling everything minus three legendaries. And even I got a golden Kazakis out of one of my golden packs. So, yeah, it was... That was, I was happy. Yeah, I basically pulled everything I wanted um, out of the initial packs. And then I was just like, well, whatever. I guess I'll just, I'll just craft the last three. And now I just have a complete set. I have the the Horde coin. That's my coin. I'm waiting for an Alliance coin because kind of makes me sad to be playing a Horde coin. But I guess it's a a status thing right now. (laughs) It's a cool new coin. So... Yes. Um, but yeah, so I felt like my packs, like I opened like three golden legendaries, which was like ridiculous. So, um, they, I feel like the, the drop rates were super favorable to me this time around. So, um, still have like 4,000 gold left. Um, I didn't spend all my gold that I had kicking around from the, uh, from last time. So I'm like, okay, this is the. <laughs> This uh that that pay the uh the uh battle pass last time paid for itself. Like I have two, th- I have more than two thousand gold kicking around. I mean, um, so I feel like damn, I'm I'm doing good. So, and I still have like twenty seven thousand dust kicking around too. So, um, my my set is my my collections feels pretty good right now. So, um. I will say I'm, I was very happy about that, and to get the golden Kazakus was uh, uh, pretty much a highlight for me. So, what about Mage? You want to go next? I can. I I will. St- I will tell you first. I watched Dragon Rider and her obscenely good luck, and um, was feeling a bit concerned. And then I opened uh, my client, and and like you, I actually had ridiculously good luck as well. I I cannot under understate it. It started with a golden Kazakus from the bundle. Yes, uh, that's awesome. You know, one of the as well as uh, oh gosh, uh, Varden Don's Don Don Grasp. Mm-hmm. Those were my two golden legendaries uh, from the pre order. And I be I ended up opening 163 packs. I just basically bought both bundles and then bought uh, a couple extra and then got three from the rewards track. And I ended up pulling 14 legendaries, including a golden Mordresh Fire Eye, which I was really, really happy about. Nice. I don't know that it, it's not necessarily seeing as much play for mage right now, but, uh, was very happy about that. I, I mean, I got a golden cannon master Smith or Smythe or however you pronounce that. I keep calling it Canyon master because, <laughs> uh, I'm in Arizona and near a giant Canyon. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I got those. The only one I didn't get that I was really hoping for was guff rune totem, which, uh, when I hit level 20 and got a random legendary, I got guff. Yay. So Yay. I was, uh, I was pretty happy about that. I'm, I, I think I'm basically missing about three or four legendaries right now. And I could craft those, 
Uh, but I feel like I'm going to probably I'm going to be opening some more packs, and so I'm just like I can wait a little bit. I got enough toys to play with. I'll I'll just do this, and I'll be happy. So, Dragon Rider, yes, tell us about you because I was watching this on stream, and I was I had I did it in the background dropped. too. Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw how good your your luck was too, and I was I was in the client opening them around the same time you were, so I was like, damn. It, yeah, it was insane. Like, I I feel like I've never had that good of luck. So I was like, I don't know if I just got lucky, but or if they increased the drop rates or something. <laughs> but well, let's see. So I bought the Mega Bundle. And then, so that gave me 80 regular packs. And I think I opened 175 regular packs. So that other, what, 95 I bought with gold. That I had built up because I had like eleven thousand gold, I think. So yeah, you were talking about the uh, the tavern pass and how much gold that that got. Yeah, it made a huge difference. Um, and what did I? I think it was like seventeen legendaries I opened Ooh, nice. in that. And it was like, uh, what? <laughs> like that's insane because it. I think the average is about one in every twenty. And then there's the pity timer that if you don't get one within 40, then you will open one. Uh, but for the most part, the average has usually been about 20. And with how many I opened, it was like way less than 20 for the average of how many times I would open. And I got like a couple back to back, I think, or like, you know, spaced out like. I'd open a legendary and then like two packs later open a legendary and like three packs later open a legendary. It was like, what is happening? Yeah. It definitely felt like that for me too. Yeah. So. But it was cool. I, I guess though, apparently I am the only one that does not have a golden Kazakus. Sad lip. Sorry. It's it's okay. <laughs> you still have a Kazakus, right? And that's what counts. I, I yes. do. But he's not golden, so I don't get the golden golem. He's... He, he's extra op <laughs> if you have the gold version but oh. you know well you have 3200 yeah, dust because you can change that real easily <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so i i am about i think around the same legendaries that uh mage said i think i'm at like 21 or something and at the 25 you get the gold or the diamond brucon and I really want that, I so I'm say, not going to be crafting gold and you're, stuff. You're, you're very close to, to wanting to do that, because yes. Rakan, yes. Yeah, I know, even cool. when he was first revealed, I talked about how much I loved him and how cool of a card he was. And then mm. they're like, oh, by the way, here's these really cool-looking diamond cards, and one of them is Rakan. <laughs> what? Yes, I want that. Yeah, I've seen yes. I haven't used it myself, but I have seen it used and it looks very impressive when it enters the battlefield. So uh yeah, definitely very cool. So first off, we have watch posts strong in rogue early on. Are watch posts better than we initially thought? Um I feel like the the strongest one is the the second. I don't remember the names of the watch posts. I just remember they do different things. The watch post, the two four for two, that increases the cost of your the opponent's cost. draws yeah. by one. Um, 
Turns out that's pretty good if you drop it on turn one and or turn two. <laughs> that's the far watch post. Far watch, the two mana yeah. two four, yeah. That one is ridiculous. Like you have to find a way to get rid of it as soon as possible. And four health is a <coughs> lot a lot to deal with that early on. It can attack, it's not damaging you, but it sure is messing with your with your plan and your card costs, so it's it, it feels very disruptive and very effective at what it does. What do you guys think? I was so I was surprised that actually Rogue was the one that that ended up. It seemed like it really clicked with with Rogue first. I know it was like Fino and No Hands Gamer. I think were like the two that on day one were were playing with them, and yeah, it was really it got. It was so. It got to the point where people were conceding on turn two after a far watch post got got, <laughs> got dropped. Yeah. I don't think it's that powerful. No, I don't. There think There are so definitely th- there are definitely classes that that you know screws up what you're trying to do a lot more than others. Um, but and there's definitely some decks that uh, mage I'm looking at you that can handle that. They just don't necessarily have to worry about it because they aren't physically, physically dealing damage to you. They're just sitting there on the board, taking up a spot. And as you said, they don't attack, but they do other things. And like the, the three mana watch post is, I think the, the Morshan watch post, the three, five that, summons a 2-2 grunt every time uh, your opponent plays a minion. Uh, I, I'm with Zacho from Vicious Syndicate. That that card has pretty much eliminated aggro decks. A- aggro board decks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can make spell, or if you can make minions from spells, you can you can, you can can do some aggro. And, and, like, Hunter can do that. You know, Token Druid can do that. But out, outside of those, have you seen a Zulok? Since the expansion uh, launched, no, nope. no, and because, it feels be- bad. Yeah, yeah, because, and that is the quintessential Hearthstone deck. That that is a supposed to be like the tried and true early on. That's always good. Yeah, the day because, one meta. Because, yeah, yeah, because you've got you know low curve. You've got a hero power that gets you more cards. You know, we have demon synergies right now where you can like buff your demons and restore life and all this other stuff. And you do not see that at all. And the reason is these, these watch posts. So yes, I think they're better than we thought they are, but I also think they're not as good as we think they are now. I think the only writer, what about you? Oh God. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I feel like the first couple of days, especially they felt ridiculous and it was just like what is this why wait why are these in the game like i think it's kind of gone down since then but i'm a little worried that if they don't like if nerfs happen and those don't get addressed we're gonna be back to that same point of like the first couple days where then they're gonna feel like a problem again so i'm like they are a problem and probably need addressed but they're (laughs) still not like Oh my god, they just dropped that. I need to concede. Like I don't think they're they're that ridiculous. Like people are kind of taking it to the extreme with that. Well, there's only six card changes coming. And um 
I uh, I hope that they. It, well, I assume that there's four, one for each of the classes, and two neutrals. Could be wrong because Alec does not specify. Uh, there's one <laughs> one heart in my heart that I hope gets changed. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah, so. we. I, I'm sure Dragon and I and all of you that are listening have. No idea yeah. what neutral it's, card. It's Derek I've never talked about it before. About it. It's been bugging yeah. me a little bit here and there, but <laughs> this will be the first time I'm talking about it. So we'll we'll get to it in a little bit. So, um, I, I I think the interesting thing is the the amount of like the the watch post screwing up kind of your opponent's curve mm-hmm. combined with the fact that they didn't necessarily want to play minions because then you were giving your opponent free free damage that they could either kill your minions or go face with it. And then rogue just has damage, right? They have good, they have good solid minions. They can develop while also removing your things, uh, you know, backstabs along with like uh, all, all the, all the good stuff that they have. And it just, yeah, rogue just, they, they, they definitely took to watch posts and, and the deck is still good. Now it's, it's one of the better decks in the meta right now. Uh, but yeah, it, it just seemed really surprising to me that day one that was that definitely jumped out early. Yeah, I think far post watch po- the 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 two four is probably the best, and like I could see the other two making their way out of play, but that one staying around because it it throws off what your opponent wants to do. Like it stops them from hitting a curve. It like requires them to put resources into a two four that is literally not hitting them it's it's a very it's it's got a essentially a taunt on it it's, a, it's essentially a vulgar homunculus um yeah. and that allows you to set up the things you want to do so like i think that one like it's like like you know like ogre mancer is you know seeing play right now because of obviously mage all min all spell mage like and so Ogre Mancer comes and goes depending on the how heavy a spell count the uh, the the meta has. But I feel like um, controly decks will want to keep using that that watch post. Um, and I don't think it's I think it's I think it's good for what it is. I don't think it's like overpowered. Um, the other ones um, were interesting, but they feel less strong to me. But then again, I didn't see any Zulok or any any like real board centric uh, decks that weren't. Um, druid right so I, so the the uh, well one thing the the four mana one has to contend with kazakas yeah and, and i think most everyone's like kazakas is really good that, yes. that card yes i think i think if if you were already thinking about crafting something in this expansion kazakas probably is that card and it, it, it is probably the safest card to craft in this set as as we know it right now Though I would definitely wait until after we see what's coming before actually crafting something. But I definitely saw some people saying you could craft this. But Cargol actually isn't that bad. Um, and and specifically in Rogue, it, it ends up being pretty good because of Shadow Step. Yep. You play the Cargol, you get the extra five fives, and then they Cargol up, and then you get to replay them next turn. So if they somehow can kill all those five fives, you get another wave of them. So that's probably the other reason Watch Post ended up being really strong in Rogue early. Yeah, I would imagine so. So Control Warlock, that was a thing for a day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually that's a few words. I'm still seeing them. Yeah, yeah. They're just not as prevalent. Um, it, it seemed like if you weren't playing Rogue, that's what you played like the first day or two of the expansion, and it was really popular, and people were talking about it, and then it just sort of died off with all the other non uber powerful classes. Yeah, it turns out that deck can be burned out really easily, and if only there was a spell-based deck that was very good at burning out their opponent that was really prominent in the meta right now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mage kind of... Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mage kind of pushes uh, controls, uh, control locks face in the dirt and stomps it, so... Um, yeah, that's what what happened to Control Lock. That turns out it's not a good matchup against Mage ninety percent of the time. So uh, that's not official yeah. numbers. I am spitballing and being <laughs> yes. Don't hold me to that. That's me being uh, I, I don't know not not realistic with the the numbers. So yeah, there's there's a handful of decks that all kind of just beat up on Control Warlock. So that's why it's as those have taken over the meta, Control Warlock has moved out because it's just, it's a struggle trying to climb with that. I mean, the thing the thing Control Warlock has going for it is that it had like a ridiculous amount of healing. And the first days of an expansion, when you're expecting aggro, when you're expecting, you know, rogue and you're expecting weapons and you're expecting... The, you know, these sorts of things. Control Warlock, it has taunts. It's got removal. It's got, you know, a uh, ton of healing. It's got, you know, you could throw Ticketus in there potentially and, you know, yeah. hiss your opponent off because you milled five of his five to ten of his cards, his or her cards. I mean, there, there was definitely some, it had a couple things going for it, but then suddenly the, uh, the the entire meta took a took a right turn it seemed like and and it does not uh doesn't seem like it's seeing as much play yeah it seems like mage and paladin are dominating right now <laughs> and uh both of those decks do do very very bad things to control lock um mage just burns it out and secret paladin is just too fast and the secrets are too much for uh, control lock to to keep up with like it's just uh, you know deck of yogs or uh what was it yog saran uh what's the secret yog saran oh, oh my yog oh my yog yes oh my. Uh, yes oh my yog just ruins control lock it just ruins control lock because some they of, don't have any cheaper, yeah. terrible spells that they want to get yogged, right? Yeah, exactly. Just good ones. And like Soul Shear might be the one that you'd be willing to kind of let have that happen. But if anything else happens, you're like, oh, no. It's like that and like yeah. potentially like school spirits. But it, even then, if you have one of those done, like you're you're doing that on turn three, you could have a bad outcome and you don't clear their board or you just make their board bigger because avenge so it's like yeah uh what do i do now oh i just get hit for a bunch yeah oh that sounds like a plan so well so let's talk about some of the important cards in mage and paladin and i think one of the big things you're talking about 
Uh, okay, well, you mentioned Soul Shear that can be on turn two, but look at everything else. Like, not mm-hmm. even just for Control Lock, but a lot of the other things that are important in the meta or, you know, that could respond to stuff are turn three, four, five. Well, a couple of the most key cards in both Paladin and Mage right now cost two. Yeah. So there is the potential to either play that on two or even coin that out. And I think that's also one of the key things why the uh, watch post that you were talking about earlier is also a little bit better is because you're looking at that turn two, potentially even a turn one if there's coin. And so it's just it's like setting the deck in motion so much faster than what everything else is doing. And that's why those cards are so important. So do you guys want to talk about what those cards are? Since I'm just talking about the mana cost. Yeah. Well, if we're talking mage and mana cost, what is the two mana boogeyman in the room? It is D-O-L. Deck (laughs) of Lunacy. Um... You can get that out on turn one <laughs> and then have spells that cost three more for the same cost as spells in your deck. So who um, the uh, the refreshing water that draws. Yeah. yeah, that draws spells and then rec- you recuperate two mana for every spell you draw. Well, it turns out when you have only spells in your deck, that's free draw. <laughs> literally free draw and then um i am spacing on card names tonight uh the uh encanters flow encanters yeah, yeah you have encanters flow <laughs> yeah. that's it, the other two mana yeah. boogeyman if they somehow yep. miss their deck of lunacy yep. what if yep. they just reduce their the cost of every card in their deck by one or on back-to-back turns reduce it by two nothing nothing like reducing the cost of mana in your deck by 26 to 25. (laughs) That's, that's the effect. Yeah. That's the effect on turn (laughs) two. If not turn one, if it's turn one, you're reducing cards by 26 on turn two. It's 25, depending on which way you went. So that, yeah, you could essentially Um, get like 48 mana reduction. If you do it on turn two and three or turn one and two, depending. So like, yes, there's that, um, and then, you know, you just do magey things, either drawing random higher cost spells, or you've got, you've got fireballs, you've got your, the new orbs, um, you just got damage and way to draw cards. Um, yeah, there's a lot of redundancy when it comes to card draw in that deck, and then there's just playing a lot of gas yes. in the form of spells. Uh, I... I actually think something that's a bit understated, but always seems to be kind of good, is the, uh, oh god, the one mana spell that gives you three minions if you have no minions in your deck. Oh, Font of Power. Font of Power. Font of Power. You know, I love getting that on turn one and just playing it and then figuring out where am I going to stick these minions. And a lot of times it feels like I get a Astromancer Solarian. And so you have to watch the the play with that because if that gets dies and goes into your deck, then you don't necessarily get a minion off of a Pexus Blast when you use that. So there is some give a little bit of give and take in there. But if you've already kind of used your Pexus Blast or you're getting closer to to killing your opponent, then it doesn't necessarily matter. 
But I mean, you've got that. You've got Blood Mage Thalanos that can give you, you know, you get minions off of the spell damage spell. Uh, you know, discover Arcane a studies. spell damage minion. Yeah. And so, like, you have, you can, you can generate just enough minions. You've got a lot of gas that you can send right to your opponent's face. And there's a lot of card draw. And if you have, and in can't you know you're you're mulliganing for the deck of lunacy. You're mulliganing for the uh, the encanters flow, and then you're mulliganing for card draw. And if you have because because you get to see six to eight cards in the mulligan, you can tend to find most of that stuff, at least one or two of those things, and maybe even three or four of those things. I had somebody that that. Deck of Lunacy on two, and I yogged, oh my yogged on turn three and turn four, and changed a card draw card to something else, and they still got a sprint to go off on turn five, and it's like I don't know how you stop this because it's just like here's all these great spells, and like I need to, the only thing that you know once you have these really powerful spells, the only thing that can stop them is drawing them, right? They have to get them in their hand. And it's like if you so you feel like if you could stop it from happening, then maybe you're okay. But they could potentially just they've got so many that they could have in their hand, and then they can make more. Skull of Gul'dan isn't any fun in Mage either, apparently. When it <laughs> when it when that. it costs three, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. sounds wonderful. But but yeah. deck of lunacy, I played a version of no. Sp- no minion mage without deck of lunacy and it's still pretty good and in fact if if you're if you don't necessarily like the randomness that comes from deck of lunacy and you just want to like burn people in the face with spells that deck is really good just without deck of lunacy it just you know finding the encanters full in the draw and then just sending everything to the dome Basically. Yeah, I would agree 100% yeah. with that. That deck is doesn't need deck of lunacy. Like that deck functions perfectly fine without it. Like if you can get the Canner's flow and start discounting things and your freshing waters, your arcane intellects, you know, you know, generating burn and minions and whatnot and it's just they yeah, had the deck gets real real solid. So and you have a lot of ways to um get spell damage too. the imprisoned phoenix is a amazing spell damage minion so you set that up you line up an apexus blast for it when it goes live and an arcane study or the mask of cthulhu yeah, yeah mask of cthulhu yeah. yep so there's about a million different ways you can go with it and all of them are pretty solid and reliable especially because there's a lot of card draw built into that deck and a lot of efficient card draw. So, yes, that that was going to be my next point is that you both brought that up, and it's like, haven't we seen this concept before a couple times? I'm looking at you, Rogue. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Demon <laughs> Hunter. You know, like this is this is a consistent thing, and people complain about specific cards or the randomness of stuff. And even though I think that might be a problem, I. I like I kind of agree with you guys too. I think even without deck of lunacy, although there is some more like consistent board removal and things because the smaller pool of spells that it can transform into, which is also why it's feeling a little bit more out of control because the the spells that it gives are a little bit more consistent than what it was. Um but 
discounts and all of that draw, I mean, we, we've basically seen this before, and those are always the problem decks. It's like, oh, being able to do multiple things very efficiently, hmm, that's a problem. Shocker. It was the same thing with Demon Hunter. Yeah, it was the same thing with, with Rogue, which is why things like Secret Passage got nerfed, which is why people complain about... Uh, you know, all of that card draw. It's like, oh, look, they just refilled their hand. I mean, even back in Paladin, that's why, um, oh, now I can't remember the name of the card. Divine Favor? What was it? Yes, thank you. Yeah, like Divine Favor got, because it's the same thing. It's that big refill and that allows you to draw through your deck really fast or give you all that all that resource. And we've seen this multiple times. It's like, hmm, there's a pattern here and... You know, we, we need to catch on to that. But that those always seem to be the decks that perform well. And I mean, draw is in any card game has always just done extremely well. And in a format, in a game like Hearthstone, where the deck size is also a lot smaller, that card draw mechanic is just even more like exacerbated, exacerbated because there's less cards in the deck. So you're basically drawing through half or more of your deck for those specific things. If the card size were the, the deck size were 60 or a hundred cards, you know, and you're drawn three, four cards, it's like, oh, okay, cool. That's nothing. But with only 30 cards, you know, and you have a third of your deck is damage and you're drawing a third of your deck over two turns. That's a problem. It, yeah. It's almost that inevitability, right? Because you know, they've got the damage yeah. in their deck it's just a matter of them finding it, right? And so right. if they have a lot of card draw, they're presumably going to find it sooner or later, and probably sooner more than later. And if they have and if you pack uh mana reduction on top of that, that means that stuff can happen even sooner. Exactly. Yeah. So well then we'll, let's talk about power. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the other boogeyman? Uh um, Dragon Rider, why don't you why don't you give us a little bit of an intro into Paladin this time around? Since you, yeah, I could you like I think of you, I think Hunter and then Paladin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So Paladin, I I will preface this by saying in our card review, I did not believe in Secret Paladin, but it definitely has shown to be pretty strong. Boy, were we foolish? <laughs> were we foolish? Yeah. Well, and and so. Again, I'm going to preface the same concept. I think the big issue is the draw. And the big card that people are having an issue with, that at least that I've seen, is uh, the sword. You play that for two mana. Every time you attack with it, you get to pull a secret out of your deck and it puts it into play. It's not like it just draws you a secret. It pulls it out and puts it into play. So you're getting to tutor very specific things from your deck, put them immediately into play, you're getting that early. I've seen people even coin that on turn one. So yep. immediately you're getting to to just start getting your game plan going. And then you're able to have these secrets on board and then use your other cards to continue more draw or to just mess with what your opponent is doing, uh, put more things on the board. And it's just, it's too much too efficient, too efficiently. Yeah, yeah, so... Like the secret package, it is a bit unassuming when you when you first look at it, but then you remember 
a avenge is a secret that is now in the core set uh the the card that if you play three cards summon a three four with taunt and galloping savior, galloping savior is a card uh, is a secret so there and then you have noble defense uh, noble sacrifice and um oh my yog so there's four different really distinct kind of secrets to that can be played and all of them do something very very different and like really you have to check for them you can't go in a turn where you need to clear their board without checking for if you have to use spells you have to check for oh my yog because if you if you go like okay here's the majority of my turn board clear uh oh my yog you know, and then I buff up my opponent's minion even further because I've had that happen with that uh, the priest spell. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, there's yep. there's you have to go down the checklist. It makes it very difficult to deal with. Um, and now things the 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 deck has gotten refined, and the the Libram package has made it back into the deck, like um. So you're seeing uh, outdoor, uh, outdoor attendance. The true seekers are back in it. You have the new one one that draws a holy spell out of your deck. Hey, guess what the Librams all are? Holy spells. <laughs> so um, they, it's just more draw, more consistency, and I mean that takes away that you know that helps picks up some of the slack from um, Salad's Pride rotating out. But um, yeah. like still it's just it gets onto the board and does what paladin is still his first day of school it gets on the board and it will not leave and that's that's paladin and now like oh my yog being able to swing a weapon deal one damage and take a, a spell out of your deck and cast it for free is just so so powerful and um just the the layered secrets just i mean it's 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 hard to deal with it's hard to figure out what it is isolate it and do enough to clear the board without triggering secrets you know so the the sort of the fallen i think we all looked at that card and said yeah this is going to be a good card mm-hmm. but it is by far the best yes. uh best card in the deck and and like the difference between having it and not having it on turn two uh, is, is huge, and, and you you can't understand under understate just how um, difficult it is to kind of play around the secrets. And like I I remember specifically kind of poo pooing Galloping Savior because I'm like, this is not Rat Trap. This thing sucks compared to Rat Trap. Why would I play this card? But like. For a deck that has buff cards, like the Librem package does, uh, or it's, uh, you know, it just, you're trying to clear the boards and like with the Avenge and different things like this, it just, it's really difficult to not play three things a lot of times, uh, especially if you're trying to go like under them. And uh, it just, it ends up being... It it just ends up feeling bad, and and and, and Penflinger is still in the deck. 
if you're playing the Librem package as well. And like I had, I've been playing Hunter a little bit and, and I was, if they have the early ped flicker, it feels impossible to keep a minion on the board it, be, between like the weapon and the pen flinger and cheap to free spells. It's like I can put five, five health on the board and the pen flinger still ends up killing everything. Or, you know, I end up inadvertently triggering the galloping savior and it suddenly gets, gets to be really difficult to deal with. So it's, it's, it, it's a really good deck. And even Knight of anointment is, is yeah. a one, one that draws a spell, but Hey, your deck runs on these spells, so it's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hand of a doll, Libram of wisdom, Libram of justice, Libram of hope. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. You would. You'll take any of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. You'll take them. You will take them because those are the cards you need to. Like, hey, hey, I have a pen flinger. Guess what helps me rotate this pen flinger? So. Yep. Ah, uh, so what has um, what has everyone been playing since uh, Forge in the Baron has launched? I've been playing a lot of different stuff. Like I've played some of each the Mage and Paladin. Um, I've been playing a lot of Demon Hunter though. Actually, I've been trying out some different Demon. I was trying. There was a pretty decent like death rattle demon hunter list it was really fun um and i i will just say inquisitor that card is way better than i thought it was gonna be uh there's Mm -hmm. been turns i can hit people because like especially if it lives through a turn you can hit face with it hit face with your hero and then it hit face it hits face again and it's like, oh, that's a lot of damage. Uh, so that has that's been really the, fun to test with that's that. That's the 8-8, right? Yes, the 8-8 eight, 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 demon. Rush. Yep, with rush. So you can use it to rush in, and then you can hit like the hero's face with, with your hero, and then that still attacks. So yeah, it's pretty strong, because it kind of has Wind Fury in a way. And in charge (laughs) it's it's pretty good so i've been playing a lot of demon hunter actually um i as some people have compared it to i can't remember now they're comparing it to something and it's like no 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 this is the new crush which is probably why i'm enjoying playing it because now my my highlander hunter is gone but it does it feels like an early game because you can also discount it with the fell screamer so there's been turns I've been able to get that out on, like, turn five or six. Nice. Or if you discount it from Skull, it costs five. Um, so I've been doing a lot of experimenting with that on top of the kind of more mainstream meta decks. What about you, Mage? So the, fir- the first deck I played was Murloc Shaman. It did not go well. No. Uh, I had a Shaman Aww. quest, <laughs> and, I, and so I was trying to get Murloc Shaman because I liked... The Spawn Pool Forager, I liked Nofin Can Stop Us, and and some of the other neutral neutral ones as well. And I got I, I faced two control warlocks. And you know what kills a board really easy? Uh the Murlocs hitting each other with his because of hysteria. <laughs> yeah. And and that, that it happened every game. And then like one of the games I lost because somebody was playing 
the the mill warlock deck and altar of fired and hit both my no fins can stop us oh like literally wow. two different points in the game casted altar of fire milled three cards or two cards i don't remember three cards it's three yeah deck. and and i got my no fin burned both times they did it so i i switched i play i've played since played warlock the the watch post rogue i've done uh mage the no spell ma- no minion mage both with and without deck of lunacy i i actually prefer the one without deck of lunacy because it feels like you get a lot of really good cards with deck of lunacy but you don't specifically get damage necessarily and you know as much as i i'm good at you know getting the grand slams and uh being able to potentially end a game like that i i prefer kind of the i'm just gonna fireball you in the face for lethal or 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 mask of Cthulhu to to finish you off um but but more recently i've been playing uh aggro hunter just be after the beginning of the new month started and i've actually done really well with the deck uh Raimi was the one that uh that that put out a deck donkey was originally putting out an aggro list and it focuses on um leveraging the the new the four mana warsong wrangler four mana three four that says battle grind discover a beast in your deck give all copies plus two plus one you know what card works really well with that one the the rhino so you run you run the raptor you you run um uh, Wapple Tanger, and then you uh, then you run the the Raptor or the the uh, Rhino that does the Stampede, uh, that does yeah. the uh, da- the overflow damage onto the opponent's hero. Mm-hmm. When it when you have it as a seven six Rhino that has Rush, that can do a lot of damage. It's like a bull in a china shop. The trampling <laughs> Rhino. Yeah, the trampling Rhino does uh, does some good work. So. I, I I've been having fun with that. I want to try a version now that uh, now that Mankirk and Mankirk's wife Man Mankirk sorry Mankirk and Mankirk's wife Olgra has a uh, has a spell cost associated to it. You can actually play uh, Barak Kotobane and and draw Olgra from your deck okay. as the three cost spell. And I haven't tried that yet, but I think that's that would actually be a pretty nice inclusion in the deck as well. Interesting. Yeah, that should be fun. That's uh it's definitely uh Mankirk has uh definitely done a lot more work than I thought he would initially. Same. Same. What about you? What have you been playing? So initially the first thing I did was I took Clown Druid and I put Primordial Protector into it. Um <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually fun. Like it was, it was kind of cool. Um, it's I don't really like uh, like celestial communion. Is that what it is? is that, what is it? Uh, yeah, celestial, uh, celestial alignment. alignment. Yeah, I'm not a hyper big fan of it. Um, but eh, I haven't really. I've seen it in decks. I haven't really played it. Um, so I just went straight for um, primordial protector. I thought that was fun, and then I kind of I played a bunch of control lock. I played um, secret paladin, and I've been pretty much since I've been playing 
mage and then rogue. I've been playing the uh, the towers rogue and deck of lunacy just because that's what's good. It just <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 hard to play something that isn't major power. Yeah, it really is. It's it's kind of difficult. So. Yeah, I just I've just been right. I'm trying to climb the ladder, so it's it's no use to really run against the flow of the meta. Um, I will say I played against a um, soul fragment demon hunter, and that seems very good against that mage deck. Seems very yeah. good considering frostbolt's gone. Um, freezing the face is a lot more difficult yeah. so hard hard to stop that giant weapon from yeah you in the face and it turns out you can still life steal so like yeah go ahead and burn me but i will yeah. i'll take giant swings with the aldraki warblades and uh uh well i just healed for 10 and you took 10 so you know deal with that so i think i'm gonna try some of that tomorrow um and potentially i don't know what else but i'm just kind of flipping around right now waiting for the things to hit so speaking of so we got we got six six nerfs incoming um and it was listed that they would hit mage paladin rogue and neutral cards um so what do we think is going to be hit here like what 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 is what in mage is going to get hit can we just we all, it's it's, it's got to be Deck of Lunacy, Lunacy, right? It has to be Deck of Lunacy. I mean, you can make a case for the 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 water, the spring water, refreshing spring yeah. water, because, you know, it ends up being draw two for zero yeah. in a lot of cases. But, I mean, it's... I, I feel like if there's only six cards and we're talking about three classes plus neutrals, I have a hard time thinking... Deck of, Deck of Lunacy, definitely. I just don't know if a second card in Mage needs to be hit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the enabler is the refreshing spring water, right? So if anything else is going to be hit in Mage, my guess would be the they would make ref, you know, refreshing spring water cost five because then it suddenly becomes a one cost card and you have to wait an extra turn to do it. That's generally how they've approached it, but I don't know if they're going to hit that. What do you think? How do you how do you feel about refreshing Springwater getting hit? Or and I assume you agree on Deck of Lunacy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I almost feel like they should just nerf all three cards and mage that we talked about. So we talked about Encanter's Flow, Deck of Lunacy, and refreshing Springwater. Like I'd be okay if they just hit all three of those. You know, all three of those, and then one Paladin, <laughs> one Rogue, and one Neutral card. Mm-hmm. That's six. Seems I don't think. <laughs> what? What did? What mage? What did a mage do to you to hurt you this badly? I mean, that's that's what I want to know. It's a good question. They play so many things for so cheap. I've seen so many four cost flame strikes over the last few days. Like I'm so sick of seeing four <laughs> mana flame strikes. And that does five damage to everything, right? Five minutes, yep. It does now, yeah. <laughs> yep, sure does. So those poor golems, goodbye. <laughs> bye, bye, golems. So, um, uh, sword and paladin. Is that is that what we yep, think sword. is going to be hit? I, I want it. I want it to stay two mana, but 
It's got three durability. It could easily still be really good with two durability. Yeah, and like you pointed out uh, pre-show or in our channel, I think it was in our Discord, you said um, that's what they did to Ankar, and that kind of made Ankar a much much more fair weapon. So I can see yeah. them doing that to that as yeah. well. You still hated to see it, but it <laughs> it didn't feel game ending. It didn't, it, and it point. still it saw play the rest of its life. So like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree too. Um, yep. Rogue, Rogue is the interesting one. I'm not sure what's going to be hit in Rogue. My, I've I've still seen people talking about Secret Passage, like putting it down to three. But I I think we were talking about this before the show, mm-hmm. and you mentioned a reason you don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it needs it. Like I, yes, I, I understand that it's it's powerful, but it doesn't seem. <coughs> excuse me, it doesn't seem broken. Like I, I'm not an avid rogue player. I don't really like playing against rogue, and I don't have much of a problem with secret passage. It seems fine for what it does. Um, my my thought is either they're going to hit swindle, or um. The scout. I keep forgetting the scout's name. The uh, the field field contact. contact. God, I I keep on saying scout. Yeah, field contact. Three mana, three two. The new card that says after you play a battle cry or combo card, draw a card. Yes. Um, It's it's really powerful. Uh, I I I would I hate to see that card get hit already. mm -hmm. I don't know if it feels like I I feel like. There are there's other cards that are causing that to be as powerful as it might as it might look like it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, one neutral in particular jumps out at me that 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 you know nothing about, Darren. Nope. But uh, efficient Octobot might be the might be the card because okay. it, it's the two mana one four mech that says frenzy reduce the cost of the cards in your hand by one, and like. You know, you think you think that field contact is powerful and it gets even more powerful if you suddenly have a bunch of free stuff to play with it. Well, if you don't have free stuff to play with it, field contact becomes a little less uh, powerful. Yeah. What about Jandus? Okay. I would I would be so sad if Jandus got nerfed. <laughs> she's powerful. I Yeah. She's very powerful, but she's not like game breakingly bad, you know, powerful. And that that's what I feel like a lot of people think that that's that that's the case, but I don't I that that she's that powerful, but I just don't I don't think it I don't think I, I think it's just a good card. Yeah. And Rogue's allowed to have good cards. Yeah, exactly. I don't What if they what if they just made it four cost minions instead of five cost minions? That's just something I've kind of thought of. Also it's interesting because it's a mage and a rogue that's card. true yeah so t- those are both getting nerfed maybe that fits. <laughs> or or yes but is jandis really a problem in mage right now do you do you feel well, like no. it's a problem in mage well no <laughs> not in mage. i mean the, it could be it could be the foxy fraud swindle combo could be hit too because obviously that's still insanity i don't i haven't seen a lot of foxy fraud though so that doesn't make me think no. that like foxy fraud would be a a candidate that's because the, you haven't seen very much rogue because everyone's playing yeah. an ancient paladin 
that's that's true so um okay and then let's go ahead okay neutrals neutrals um (laughs) i wonder if there's one card i've been talking about since skull man's academy that i had a problem with hmm Pet. Is broom really a problem right now? I don't think it's broom. <laughs> I, I um I wouldn't mind if they hit broom, but yes, I think it's penflinger. I think I think finally I have been complaining about penflinger, and someone has finally listened to me. Uh, long after long long hours of not liking penflinger, that card is the thing that I don't enjoy about this meta. Like I have not enjoyed like since penfinger has been so prominent, I don't enjoy interacting with the card. And I keep playing. I'm keeping a positive attitude, but I don't like that card. Um, it 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 just feels so bad. Like to have something happen to you repeatedly 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 and i can't do anything to stop it like i literally cannot do anything to stop it besides uh vulgin like vulgin's the only hypothetical uh thing you could do to pull a pen flinger out of the hand right now and you know gun it down but like it's just so infuriating with like so many free cost spells moving around right now. The fact that it can be played, replayed, and hit you for repetitive damage. And like with the, the field contact, you can draw like a bunch of cards with it too. Like I got hit, I get hit for a bunch of damage over and over and over. And now it's drawing cards too in Rogue. And then in Paladin, it's still just like, Weaver of Wisdom. Yep. One It's just the win condition. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I I don't like the card. I really I understand what they're going for when they did it, but um there's too many ways to cycle it for free. I feel like it's been a problem for quite some time. Um and I'm I've got my fingers crossed that, that this is the card that's going to be hit. So I I don't see what else they would hit from neutral. In all honesty, maybe one of the wa- the it's, yeah, yeah. I'd say the watch posts are going to be the other thing. If yeah, uh, I'm assuming Penflinger is going to be one, and then I would say one of and possibly both the the far watch post mm-hmm. and the Morshan watch post yeah. yeah could could get hit as well because it, it you know the one is just kind of back like early backbreaking for for a lot of decks and the other just kind of makes it so that you can't really play minions if you don't have efficient ways of removing uh either the watch post or the minions that it creates because you played minions and they tend to not want you to not be able to play minions Mm -hmm. and right now it feels like some decks just can't really play minions against the moshan watch post yeah so i just i can't imagine how in the hell Penflinger doesn't get hit. And I don't know how so, how they're going to change it, but I saw someone fl- throw the idea around on April Fools that it would do one damage to a minion. A 1-1. One, one, it stays the same except for the text is added to a minion, which would make the card playable still, right? Like Penflinger could still be played in certain decks. Um, like, I feel like it'd still probably be okay with field, uh, field contact, 
Um, so, I, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you do anything to Penflinger if it sees play. It's either going to be two mana or remove the the ability to go face, right? Probably. Yeah. So. Um, that seems the most likely. I will be extremely happy if that's what what's announced. I will be annoyed and frustrated, <laughs> but with I will try and have a positive attitude about it if it doesn't. But like I've seen so many people asking for it now, I have to imagine like the I've seen Deck of Lunacy and I've seen Penflinger on Twitter. So the fact that they removed Penflinger from duels buckets, I think, is kind of the telling sale. <laughs> That yeah, this card's probably too powerful and needs to something needs yeah. to change. I it, so. I I seriously don't understand how it stayed around for so long. Like that that made a a whole different archetype of paladin viable. Um, with just like the Librams are the Librams are really good, and it just gives the uh, the that you know from year of the phoenix or year of the dragon or year of the phoenix. Sorry. Um, it gave it a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of play because of repetitive damage with zero cost spells. You're going to hypothetically do 10 damage every single turn. You had to 10, you know, you know, excuse me, eight, cause you could have two, whatever. I I'm getting ahead of myself. You could do eight damage a turn. If you had eight Librams and two, um, pen flingers a turn hypothetically this that would be a lot of work but still you're doing five to six <laughs> you're still doing four to five damage a turn with no ability to answer it and it's just like that's uh that's the stupid uh the the demon hunter uh hero power legendary spell that you know that's what that was it cost more mana but you could repeatedly repeatedly do it so i am I'm excited for this because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping my prayers will be answered on this one. So I I feel like this is the time that it will happen. I'm, I am. I feel like it's it's gonna happen. It's about time. It is about time. And I I am being 100 percent serious. I have like I've been playing the game. Like I didn't hit legendary legend in. Uh, January and February after hitting it nine months in a row because I was like kind of steering away from the game a little bit just because I was not enjoying seeing Pen Flinger literally every 30 seconds. So it, it was just, it got... It, it wasn't him though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who, what was bothering me, but sure wasn't, sure wasn't it Pen... Wasn't him. It, someone else sure was calling me a loser, so... i i know you're not alone in not enjoying the meta there's quite a few people who are so i think uh that should lead us into mage bringing up next week's poll question yes yes nice segue question poll question for this week yes we've talked about uh how how you're feeling about the meta so far so give us your thoughts are you enjoying the meta since the launch of Forged in the Barrens. Your choices are yes, it's good. Um, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, or no, uh, I haven't. Vote. Tell us what you think, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. You know, even even with all that said, I'm still at meh. 
Because I'm like, I still enjoy Hearthstone. I still have a lot of fun with the game. I still have a passion for it. Like, so this is like one of those meta. It's not, it's not Doom in the Tomb. No, I haven't. <laughs> but it is, it is not like I'm having a blast right now. So um, hopefully these balance changes will change that. So, yeah. um, so you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. Um, you can follow our top pin tweet to join our Discord channel. We had some pretty lively uh, discussions going on this evening. Um, and you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter or on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. Um, I haven't streamed recently, but I'm planning on getting some Dark Souls 3 going this week because, you know, I'm frustrated with Hearthstone. So I might as well switch to a game that's less fresh. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, Dragon Rider, go ahead. Where can we find you? All right. So you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D A W N I E D K. And starting again next week, streaming on Twitch, probably about six days a week. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash DragonRiderDK. And the couple plugs that I did want to mention as well. Uh, so a couple of things were announced last week. Uh, I am now the head or the, the director of production and casting for the Aspirant series Woo! Uh, for Hearthstone. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Go clap! Go, Go clap. clap! Yay! So that's exciting. It's something that uh, Roguish Bard and I have kind of been working on a lot behind the scenes. And also with that, we kind of announced and kind of introduced uh, that we are working on what we are calling the Aspirant Hearthstone Caster Academy. So we want to give people the opportunity to kind of practice casting and also even doing production if that's something that you want to try. So uh, there are still plenty of, of spots to sign up for playing in the next season of Aspirant, as well as if you're interested in casting and maybe doing production stuff or any combination of those things, uh, please reach out to myself or Roguish Bard or find you know, aspirant, uh, it's like, uh, aspirant HS on Twitter. And we're getting a list of everybody that's interested in that put together. And I'm, I'm announcing it here for the first time. This is special. I haven't uh, announced it anywhere else. Um, I am planning, I'll be putting out information probably next week when I get back uh, from my, my little vacation. Um, I am planning on putting together a workshop covering a ton of different things in regards to casting. Um, I'm aiming to probably set it as like a, just a $10 entry fee to get in, but I'm planning on talking about everything that I've learned from like lighting and camera setup. Uh, to like, you know, do's and don'ts for how you should look uh, advice on do's and don'ts for, you know, things you should say or not say uh, even things like, if you're getting a paid casting gig, you know, what, what should you be aiming at charging for that? How you go about all of that stuff. So if people are interested in learning from me about all of that stuff for casting, uh, I'm going to be putting together a whole like one or two hour workshop on that. So uh, stay tuned for more details on that. Awesome. Awesome. And any, that awesome. anything that she posts, we, uh, We'll make sure we get that retweeted on the Dr. Three uh, 
main account. So if you you should be following Dragon Rider on Twitter. Hypothetically, if you're not, we will try and broadcast it um, so everyone sees it and we can get that information to anyone who might uh, want the information. So, I mean, Dragon Rider has a buttload of experience in casting and playing and all these fields. So I would highly recommend this. She knows what she's talking about. So, um, and mage, can you take us home for the evening? Yes. So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at mage of death Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mage of death. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We went really long tonight, yeah. but we had a lot to talk about, and we missed yes. a we missed a week with the uh, with the set uh, review. Uh, car- set review. So yeah. thank you for listening all the way to the end, uh, and uh, we hope you're enjoying the meta so far, and are looking forward to what the immediate future holds with the nerds. Yeah, well, we'll be covering that definitely next week. And as always, you've been listening to. Doctor Three. I played Deck of Lunacy, so boom. How'd you get that so quickly? Like that's crazy. Like you drew it just right away. I had lots of card draw. I had lots of card draw.